I still have three liturgical homilies remaining. One on liturgical music, and two on what specifically to do to get the most out of Mass. But the thing about this entire liturgical series is that it only bears fruit over time. Only after we know what to look for do we begin to enter deeper into the Mass. And that deepening will only be glimpsed slowly, week by week. So, for now, we are going to take a break. Let the seed germinate for a while and finish up with the final three after Easter. Which means that today we are free to talk about sin and temptation. Yes! In case you haven't heard me say it yet, hearing confessions is without question the most helpful thing I do as a priest. Helpful to my penitence, I hope, but also and especially helpful for me. In confession, when someone is bearing their soul, I get a direct and unmitigated glimpse of the work of the Lord and the work of the devil. The veil is pulled back and the dynamics of sin and grace are on plain display. All of the unimportant stuff that we so often get caught up in falls away, and all that is left is the raw material of a human life. It is an incredible gift to be trusted with such openness and vulnerability. I try not to waste this gift. I do the best I can for my penitents, and I try to learn from them so that I can be an even better priest for all of my parishioners. Recently, the thing I have been learning and reflecting on in the confessional is that the question at the core of every human heart is the question of happiness. That we humans always choose whatever we think is going to make us most happy. And the devil almost always tempts us through our happiness. Look, for example, at the Gospel today. After 40 days of fasting in the wilderness, it stands to reason that Jesus was probably not just hungry, but hangry. Which is to say not at his happiest. And because Jesus is human like any of us, when he finds himself unhappy, he just wants to be happy again. So how does the devil tempt Jesus? By telling him how he could be happy again. Is the Lord unhappy because he is hungry? The devil tempts him with bread. Is the Lord unhappy because, abandoned in the wilderness, he no longer trusts that his father is going to take care of him? The devil tempts Jesus to force the father to prove his promises. Is the Lord unhappy because, in his 40 days of prayer, he dwelled on the fact that his mission was going to end with disgrace and crucifixion? The devil tempts Jesus with glory and power instead of the cross. 
This is what the devil does, and he does it to all of us. When we are down, frustrated, angry, lonely, or whatever else, the devil tempts us through our unhappiness. If we are angry, the devil tells us that we will only be happy if we vent that anger, usually at those closest to us. If we are wounded or hurt by someone, the devil tells us that dwelling on that hurt over and over again is going to restore our happiness, even if that obsession calcifies into unforgiveness. If we are lonely, the devil tells us happiness will be found through fantasy and impurity. If our marriage is not going well, the devil tells us that happiness lies in greener pastures. Of course, the devil does not always tempt us to such obvious sins. He is actually much more effective when he tempts us to choose a lesser happiness over a greater one. I, for example, really enjoy playing video games, which are not by themselves sinful. But for much of my adult life, I have struggled with choosing video games over a greater good, like prayer or productivity. My heart is convinced that God or good habits are not going to make me happy because they are hard and not immediately enjoyable. So instead, I choose the enjoyment and happiness at hand. The human heart never chooses a source of lesser happiness over a source of greater happiness. So what this tells me is that my heart is convinced that video games are the source of my greatest happiness. The problem is that my brain knows better. My brain knows that checking things off my to-do list is important and will result in much greater long-term happiness. And my brain knows that having a deep and abiding relationship with God is the only thing that will make me truly happy in this life and the next. My heart chooses what it believes will make me happy, and my brain struggles to teach my heart what true happiness actually looks like. And this is the space in which the devil really thrives. This is what his temptations look like in many of our lives. The devil is a liar, as we can see from the story of Adam and Eve, but he is a clever liar. He tells lies that sound true. Will playing video games make me happy? Absolutely. They always do but not as happy as my relationship with God. The devil just leaves that part out. The devil will always push us towards some lesser good, like wealth, pleasure, power, or honor, so that we focus on it and ignore our relationship with God and God's will in our lives. It is a very effective strategy. But we can combat it. My prayer life turned around, for example, when I began to name the devil's lies out loud. 
Whenever I felt the temptation to skip my daily hour of prayer, I would remind myself out loud, no, God and prayer are my ultimate source of happiness. This hour of prayer is going to make me happy. I didn't always believe it when I said it. Some days I still don't believe it. But naming the lie is the first step to fighting it. Over time, I have begun to see the great fruits of prayer in my life. And now, having seen those fruits, it is much easier to believe myself when I say that prayer will bring me happiness. Having engaged in the struggle, I now find it much easier to resist the devil. So, consider your happiness. When you fall into sin, after you come to your senses, ask yourself, did that really make me happy? The answer will always be no. Remember that answer. Because the next time you are tempted to sin, you need to remember that the devil is lying to you about the source of your happiness. Or, if you are struggling in life or with your priorities, ask yourself about happiness. Is the thing I spend the most time and effort on also the thing that is most likely to make me happy? If not, do I need to make a change? Remember, love and self-giving make us happier than selfishness. Relationship makes us happier than isolation. Family makes us happier than career. And God makes us happier than any of the above. You have to trust me on that. Resist the lies of the devil and do not listen to his voice. He knows nothing about your happiness. He only wants your destruction. Jesus, on the other hand, knows our hearts and our desires. And we will only find our true happiness in him.